Hi, this is Stephen Ambrose, Senior Pastor at Wapak Naz. I want to welcome you to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope and pray that this message goes deep into your DNA, is encouraging, relevant to your life, a means for you to engage with God and experience His love, and moves you to impact your world. We at Wapak Naz believe firmly that you matter to God. We are glad that you are taking the risk to engage with Him today. Wapak Naz is love people, loving people to Jesus, and it takes people to partner with us to be on mission and bring this message to our community, the region, and the world. If you would like to financially partner with Wapak Naz to love people to Jesus, join us by going to our website at wapaknaz.org and becoming a financial partner. We thank you, we pray for you, we love you, and enjoy the message. Chapter 3, Proverbs chapter 3. We'll get there in a moment. Proverbs chapter 3, we're going to look at verse 5 and 6. Proverbs chapter 3, we're going to look at verse 5 and 6. Several years ago, my wife and I were driving down I-75. We were just south of Dayton. And we heard, we were startled by a thump, 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 thump. And it seemed to come from that right wheel well. And so... In the midst of traffic, I pulled off, put on my hazards, I got out of my car to try to see what was going on, where the thump, 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 thump was coming from. I couldn't see it. I thought maybe we picked up something, that maybe we blew a tire, but tire was fine, at least from my own viewpoint. So, took off the hazards, veered back on 75, and just to be sure, we we stopped off the nearest exit and found the nearest parking lot, which happened to be a taco smell. Once we got into the parking lot, I did the same thing I did on the highway. Got out, checked the right wheel. I didn't see anything. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to be up front. I am not a mechanic, and I'm not a car guy. I mean, I really like certain cars, but I know nothing about them. So I thought, hey... Maybe if I turn the wheel really hard, I can see the inside of the wheel. And so I did. I got back out of the car. I turned the wheel, started feeling the inside. And lo and behold, wires out of my tire. I thought, "Uh uh-oh, let's check the other wheel. Turn the wheel. Got out. Driver's side, lo and behold, wires sticking out of the tire. Like, oh my goodness, this is not good. How long have I been driving on the razor's edge of death? Right? So, we did what anybody else would do. Google, where's the nearest mechanic? It's a Saturday, they're going to be open. We get in there, we find the nearest mechanic, we get in there. They take off the tires and put new tires on and the mechanic was like hey do you want to see your tires yes I want to see how close to death I was he said well check them out you can see in the pictures how bad the ripping and tearing of the front two wheels were they're li- <laughs> your face is priceless that is great How long have I been driving like that? Who knows? But literally wires are coming out of my tire on both sides. Now, 
on a daily routine of getting in and out of my car. I didn't see that. Why? Because it's on the inside of the wheel. It's on the inside of the wheel. This is as a result of not scheduling the regularly scheduled rotation, but also of not getting the car aligned. I've been dri- I was driving the car out of alignment. And you know what we do when the car's out of alignment, right? You overcorrect and accommodate for the alignment, don't you? It almost comes innate. It's, it's like secondhand nature. Cars pull on one side, you make sure you go straight. And every time you get behind the wheel, you just immediately adjust to the misalignment. Right? Because for many of us, you don't think about the issue with the tire very often. Most guys do. I do not. Just be honest. How many of us schedule regular rotations and regular alignments? Probably not many of us. After today's sermon, I highly suggest it. Because you never know when you're going to blow a tire and it's going to look like this. But have you ever wondered or thought that the external circumstances in your life, those issues that you seem to be running into day in and day out, as a result of maybe the choices you've made, You're seeing the consequences. The external world that you're having might actually be because there's a misalignment on the inside of you that you haven't become aware of, that you're not aware of. Even in the daily routine when you get in and out of your day. Thank you. appreciate that. Man, at least somebody's listening, right? I like it. Have you ever wondered that the external world around you is as a result of the condition of your soul? It might actually be, in fact, a result of the condition of your soul. That you're misaligned on the inside. And you're driving through life accommodating for that misalignment. And what that's doing is on the inside of you, it's starting to split and fracture. Wires are starting to show. It's not the way you're designed. It's not the way you're wired. I propose today that maybe, maybe, life has been on repeat because of the condition of your soul. You've been feeling out of control, but you're accommodating for the misalignment. What? What if there was a way? What if there was a way that, if this is in fact true, that there's a misalignment of our soul, that that there's access to figure out whether or not we're aligned 
Not just every once in a while, but daily. We have this daily access. It was 1997 when I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior on the threshold of a dorm room bathroom. I was getting ready for dinner. And I can tell you that I had very little understanding of Scripture. I didn't know very much Scripture at all. In fact, I knew less about the Bible than I knew any Scriptures, which doesn't amount for much. But one of the very first Scriptures that I ever came across and memorized, other than the obvious, like in the easiest, Jesus wept. I mean, congratulations, there's your first Scripture in, in the Bible. Jesus wept. Two, two words, one sentence, one verse. That's the shortest verse in the Bible. Congratulations, you've memorized it. But outside of the easiest and the obvious, the first verse that I ever came across that I memorized, that I internalized in my life, was Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. In fact, on the very first mission trip that I ever took, I was up on a roof the last day as we were completing our project. My friend and I wrote Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 on the eaves, on the back side of the eaves, on the house, and prayed over the house. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. He will keep us in alignment, Right? Now, on the screen I have several versions of that verse and highlighted a couple words for you. In the NIV, 1984, which is what I typically use, it says, in all your ways acknowledge Him. In the 2011, it says, in all your ways, submit. And the NRSV, which I don't even remember, is that new revised standard version? I should, I'm a pastor, I should know these things, right? I don't. Um, it says, in all your ways acknowledge Him. The amplified version, it says, know, acknowledge, and recognize Him. So, most of those verses, they seem to be fairly succinct and in line with each other, but... You know those biblical scholars and those translators that are trying to pull the Hebrew and bring it into modern English, they somewhat disagreed on that how to pull that meaning and that nuance of the Hebrew word to the English so that we can kind of get it. And the Amplified Version folks, they were like, you know what? We don't want to miss the meaning, so let's put three words in place of one. Instead of just acknowledge or submit, we're going to say know, acknowledge, and recognize God in all our ways. Kind of makes sense, right? They did their best to bring that nuance. Now, I'm just going to Bible nerd it for just a second. This isn't to impress, but it's to imprint. You don't Bible nerd things to, to make people think you're smart, because... We all know the truth, right? I stand here not as smart as others. But there's this word in the Hebrew. It's 
kind of like in the Wizard of Oz, that moment where they, they open up the curtain and they see who's actually really operating. We're going to open the curtain for a second to see the word behind it because it's kind of like a diamond. A diamond, when it's cut and polished and it looks nice, if you actually put it in the light and move it around, at some point you can get to where it's most brilliant. It's most clear. And you can admire the beauty behind it much better. That's what we're doing here. Very simple. There's this word, and actually we shared a little bit about this at Life Group on Thursday morning. It's called yada. Well, like I said, I'm not the smartest guy. The first thing I thought of was Yoda. So that helped me understand yada, right? The Hebrew word yada. See, you'll never forget it now. The Hebrew word yada actually has a myriad of understanding and meaning. It means to, to know, to perceive. And on a Christian sense, it means to know personally. But yada is used more often than not in the Old Testament in a way of intimacy. For instance, Adam, yada Eve, and Cain was born. Did you catch it? Adam, yada Eve. Adam knew Eve, and Cain was born. There's this nuance and understanding of this word in the Hebrew that reflects a deep, personal, profound intimacy. Adam, Yada, Eve. That is the most intimate way a human being can know another human being both emotionally, psychologically, mentally, spiritually, and physically. This is one of the reasons why sexual intimacy outside of marriage, it, it fractures things later on. Adam yada Eve, and Cain was born. But what we see here Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In all your ways, yada, Him. In all your ways, know Him. Passionately, profoundly, deeply, intimately, yada, God. And so, for you and I, we ask this question, is there a way that you and I, throughout our day, can know whether or not we're aligned, whether or not we're fracturing on the inside, where it's splitting on the inside of our soul, our inner being, our, your inner you. Whether or not you're moving, your external world is moving in the wrong direction, and your eternity, whether or not your eternity 
is moving in the wrong or the right direction. There is. You have access to it. I have access to it. And it's Yoda. It's Yada. And the faces that I'm getting, you're going, what do you mean? I get it. Well, when you go out on a date for the very first time, what do you do? It's been a while, right? Been married almost 13 years. It's been a while. You sit, hopefully you eat food, and you have a conversation. You ask questions. You listen. You get to know. And if it goes well, there's date number two. And now you ask more questions and you listen and they ask more questions of you. And throughout the conversation, the level of understanding of the other individual gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And should that relationship lead to a moment where you go, will you marry me? And they stand at the altar and they say, I do and I do. The level of intimacy and knowing the other becomes even greater and deeper. And if you're at the point in your life, in your marriage, or relationship, sometimes you can sit in the room with that person and you don't even have to say a word, do you? But the level of intimacy is still there. It's much deeper than date number one. Date number one, you're just constantly having these conversations, asking all these questions. Oh, that's great, that's wonderful. Uh-huh, that's beautiful. And maybe you're shaking your head going, uh-huh, uh-huh, because you just really want out of it. But maybe if it continues, but at some point you're, you're there with the person that... Yadaz you. That knows you. I'm going to hear this tomorrow at Life Group. <laughs> this is the Monday Night Life Group. I'm going to hear this tomorrow. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm really, anybody want to lead tomorrow night? <laughs> but at some point, you can sit in that room and you really even need to say anything. You know. You're there together. You know each other profoundly, deeply, passionately. How do we align ourselves? Well, this is all about conversations. I'm going to be very transparent. Most of the next four weeks, we're going to come out of this book, the, the Praying Pastor. Now I know you're not pastors. But this has impacted me in a way that I've never understood prayer. It's all about the conversations with God. The psalmist said, Be still. 
and Yadah that I am God. Be still and know deeply, profoundly, intensely, passionately that I am the Lord, the Almighty, the Creator, the Savior, the Redeemer, the Deliverer, Friend. I'm the lover of your soul. We often go on a journey to try to find ourselves. Matters not your stage of life. All of us try to figure out ourself. Right? And we often do that apart. Apart from the one who actually knows us the best. The deepest. I've come to the conclusion that, honestly, as human beings, we're better magicians than Houdini. Because Houdini, or David Copperfield, would do their act in front of an audience. But it really takes a good magician, actually a great magician, to not only be the magician, but the audience at the same time. How good are we at hiding ourselves from ourselves? We're a better magician than Houdini. So when we try to find ourselves, we're often doing it apart from the one who knows us best who, when we come face to face with, we cannot hide any aspect of our life. Past, present, and future. And who better to reveal those parts of us that are most true and beneficial and beautiful but also the most fractured. Be still and know. Yadah. See, I was racking my brain for the last two weeks. I was so focused on the forward vision. And I forgot, hey, March is coming, right? You've got to have another sermon series. Well, Easter's coming soon. And I kept trying to put a, a round peg into a square hole until I figured out i got to put a square peg into a square hole. That game of concentration, I never wanted that, ever. It always popped before I can get to it. Started to try to fit something in the month of March that didn't fit. I kept being drawn back to prayer. You and I, need to be a praying people as we heard on the front end of February. So I'm asking, even if you've never had a conversation with God in your entire life, I want to challenge you to get to know God. 
Because the primary goal, the primary goal of prayer, it's not to ask and receive. Because I guarantee you, if we think that's the primary goal, we are going to be let down, felt like we're being let down time and time again. It is not just to knock and open. It's not just to seek and find. Although, that is all true because Jesus said, ask and you will find. Seek and you will find. Ask and the door, knock and the door will be open. It's not just to be this obligatory thing that we do. And it's not to be that excuse of, you know, I prayed about it, but I don't feel it. The primary goal of prayer is to know and be known. To know God and be known by God. To know and be known. That's the primary goal of prayer. How many of us are trying to find ourselves through every means necessary? Money, relationships, work, people, things, property. And we always come up wanting. But when we begin to know God, we actually start to find out who we are through His eyes. So, the challenge is before you today. It's very simple. Prayer, prayer is two things. We don't complicate it here. It's two things. Speak and listen. I know, right? Mind-blowing. Amazing. No, it's very simple. Speak and listen. Not equal parts. Not equal parts. What we often get, what we often do is date number one and date number two. Constantly having questions and we're talking so much. We first must listen. Then we speak. Know that God is talking. Know that He is listening. Know that God is speaking. And know that He is listening. Prayer is simple. It's a conversation. Just for the express purpose of to know. Did I turn this off? I did, in the middle of it all. Brilliant. I'm smart. Can't you tell? Alright, we'll just stay there. How about that? It's all about a conversation. So, like three people got up from their thing, rushing, like this is, this is horrific, this is a horror. 
Technology doesn't work. We don't need technology. There you go. You're the man. Look at that. Boop, boop. There we go. Awesome. Thank you. Next week, as we look forward, we're going to find a key to freedom that unlocks this conversation. And again, it's simple. Eventually, we're going to end in the garden with Jesus and the struggle. But today, I challenge you to listen and speak, to have a conversation. Not just one, but a constant conversation. So, would you mind for a moment, just, it's okay, just bow your heads. Close your eyes. And I would like for you, one, to think of all the things, all the burdens, all the to-dos, all the regrets, all the things that just are you, both good and not so good. Just take a moment think about those things. List them in your mind. All the things that are out of your control. do that I'd like for you to take some deep breaths through your nose and out your mouth a series of three or four deep deep breath in and out. God's the one to put lung, breath in your lungs. Inhale, exhale. And I'm going to simply teach us to pray that scripture. After we listen. Father, it says, trust you with all our heart. There are so many things that we have in our life that we're holding, that we try to control. Lord, here they are. Handing them, we are handing them over to you. Help us trust you in all of those areas. With the pain, things out of control, and even with the good things that are going on in our life. 
help us trust you. It says also, lean not on our understanding. God, we think we got it figured out. We often try to play you in our life. Lord, help us lean on you so hard that if you were to be pulled out from underneath us, we'd look really, really foolish because we would fall. That's trust. And Lord, it says to acknowledge you in all our ways, to know you in all our ways, to submit to you, to yada you. Well, help us be still. From the moment that we get up and put our feet to the floor to the moment that we pick up our feet from the floor and go to bed, may we get to know you better by listening for you throughout our day. And Lord, in that time, May we see whether or not our soul is aligned. We just ask that you help us see the right path. We love you, Lord. And we thank you. In your name we ask, Jesus. Amen. Simply had a conversation. It wasn't complicated. We did a little bit more talking than listening. We just challenge you. Listen and speak. Before we go, we've got a few things that I want to remind you. Our vision. Prayer, people, and property. We unpacked this last month. We want to be intentional. We want to invest. Not only ourselves, but also our finances. And we want to invite so a few things. Many of you probably sat in the pew right where there are these cards. These little come with me to church this weekend cards. Folks, I ask that you take them. Put them in your pocket. They fit. Really nice. Really nice. And as you go about your day, when you're having conversations with people, and you just have that, man, well, pray for them. Pray for them. And then you say, you know what? Come to church with me this weekend. I already have seen some people that are, are here for the first time. Or first time in a long time. I'm glad you were here. I just want to tell you, the people who invited you here, they were probably really nervous to invite you here. They probably sweat in their armpits. It was really difficult. But I want to say thank you because they care for you so much so that they want you to hear some good news for your life. So, challenge you. Take the cards, put them in your pocket, and throughout the month, hand all three of them out. Genuinely hand them out and invite them. As we move forward, many of you have heard that 
actually I saw a few people put up their stickers up on the on the uh, the little maps on the sides here awesome if you haven't put your sticker up on the map we've got a box of stickers right here it's very simply we just want to know where our folks are and where you're from because one of the things that we are set out to do over the course of May through October is we're going to throw parties they're called backyard nation parties because quite frankly Wapak is in our backyard this is our backyard from Van Wert all the way down to, to Sydney all the way to Bell Fountain all the way to St. Mary's and beyond that's our backyard and we're simply throwing parties for our neighbors with our neighbors one so that we can get to know our neighbors two so that our neighbors can begin to care for our neighbors and we can begin to care for their for our neighbors as well but more importantly because we believe that the condition of our soul is so important we want to move into spiritual conversations with people and seize those moments and have those conversations and invite them not necessarily to church but to Jesus and yeah to church right so we're having the Mr. Roger sessions won't you be my neighbor right we're going to have these Mr. Roger sessions on the 24th, the 25th, and the 29th. They're only going to be about an hour. We just kind of, when we're going to throw a party in the name of, of Christ with the name of the church underneath it, there's some things we need to talk about, make sure that, that are done, aren't done. So, and we want to move you into a comfortable direction. So, if you're willing to be a part of that, pull out your phone. Your phone's very simple. You have access to it all the time. I know you do. I have it accessed all the time. Go to wapaknaz.org. Look for this picture. Sign up for a session. If you're considering this at all, we're asking that you be a part of one of these sessions. Again, it's not complicated. We're not going to overcomplicate it. It's very simple. But we want to be your outfitter. That's, we want to make it easy for you to bring people in to your home where they can interact and have conversations again it's not a one and done it's several over the summer over several summers it's not one and done it's low and slow several over the summer over several summers and you will eventually see the impact that you will have on your neighborhood and our prayer is that the blue dots become outposts of the kingdom of God that's where you live. Let's leverage where you live. Lastly, Cuba. It's already March, folks. January is going to be here sooner than later. So, we're going to Cuba. It's an encouragement trip. We're going to travel around to the small churches within the western part of Cuba, and we're going to encourage the pastors, their spouses, the congregations we're probably going to eat some really cool food but our objective is to encourage those that are our brothers and sisters in cuba on the simplest level getting out of your home out of your neighborhood out of the region of ohio out of the midwest into a place that is way different than you you begin to see not only you be actually begin to see the similarities of human beings 
And you'll also see how the kingdom of God is moving and shaking in places that aren't here. So I highly encourage you. Some have already said, yes, I want to be a part of that. But they have yet to sign up. I'm asking that you pray. You ask God, hey, is this for me? Okay, let's go. If you say yes, the Lord's going to figure out the finances. There's a $200 deposit to sign up. Go online to wapaknaz.org. Look for this picture. Click on the thing. It'll help you sign up. Just so that you're aware, here are some of the deadlines. We need to know whether or not you're signed up by October 1st. You're going to hear this. We're going to show pictures and talk all about this trip as we continue forward. But by October 1st, because visas are due by November 1st. And lastly, you might want to check your passport. Even if you're not sure if this is for you, pull out your passport. See if it's good. If it's good, you're good to go. If not, start that process by August 23rd. Good? Awesome? We'll have more information as we get closer and closer. Lastly, but not, not the least, would you please stand? I want to say thank you. Thank you for being a, a praying church. I shared with with our worship team before service. Had somebody coming do plaster work on our house. And right before he left the house, he said, hey, I want to thank you. I said, for what? He said, we don't live far from the church. And uh, your church prayed for my neighbor's wife as she went into the hospital. My neighbor came and told me that your church, the neighbor's not even connected here, that your church prayed for his wife. Subsequently, he lost his wife. But it meant so much to him that there were a group of people he knew no one that prayed for them. Well, probably knew somebody. But that prayed for him and his wife. It made such an impact that he shared it with his neighbor who then shared it with me. Folks, you are... A praying church you are I want to thank you for impacting people there are about 90 people who or 100 people on our prayer chain that pray for you and pray for the needs that you you submit because honestly we care for people that's who we are loved people loving people to Jesus so thank you I want to say thank you on behalf of them and on behalf of myself, I love you, and I'm proud of you. I really appreciate you. May you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And will you please love your neighbor as yourself? Have a wonderful day. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Nas podcast. We hope you are moved deeply to step into God and the hope and future he has for you, and that you are moved to be salt, light, and yeast in your community, and to love people to Jesus.